March 18th, 2021. This is the Hermetic Hour, and I'm your host, Pope Runyon. And tonight, we present a discussion on Elizabethan magic from Shakespeare to John Dee. In the Elizabethan period, the Italian Renaissance came to England, and even though the English had broken with the Roman Church, they were still following the Italians in astrology, philosophy, alchemy, and magic. During the reign of the Virgin Queen, the British would exceed the Italians in that one aspect of the Hermetic arts, magic. The angelic revelation of Dr. John Dee is certainly the high-water mark of Renaissance theurgy. But we magicians sometimes forget that the English Elizabethan period was a magical age. It was the time of Shakespeare's The Tempest, John Milton's Paradise Lost, and Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen. Magic was in the air. So, let's look back on this golden age and recall some of its magical treasures. Now, the inspiration for the subject of tonight's show came from a book suggested by our magical astrology professor, Christopher Warnock. The book is The Elizabethan World Picture by British scholar E.M. Tilliard. Dr. Warnock recommends this work to his Renaissance astrology students, not because it teaches astrology, but because it thoroughly describes the hermetic magical mindset of the Elizabethans. Shakespeare's people believed in magic and astrology and alchemy and spirits and angels. And if you are going to master these arcane hearts and deal with these spiritual beings in this cynical age, you are going to have to re-enchant yourself, recover your childhood sense of wonder, become like Prospero's daughter Miranda in Shakespeare's The Tempest, whose only friends were the spirits and the fairies. For many modern magical aspirants, Absorbing Warnock and Tilliard's lessons will not be easy. I was fortunate enough to have Shakespeare in both high school and college. I even played Falstaff on stage at age 18. Now I look the part of Falstaff, but I play the part of Owen Glendower. And yes, the spirits of the Basti Deep do come when I call for them. But will they come for this new generation of Harry Potters. For a, to, uh, in order to paraphrase Omar, let's uh, say, oh, make haste, the moving finger of cancel culture deletes. And the morning of justice shall take Shakespeare and Milton away. Tilliard describes the Elizabethan world as essentially medieval, biblical, and hermetic. They were grounded in Pythagorean elemental theory and Neoplatonic philosophy, and hence their astrology, alchemy, and magic were all connected. They were obsessed with two biblical falls, the fall of man in the Garden of Eden and the fall of the angels from heaven. 
we should note that although the King James Bible was released after Queen Elizabeth's reign, it was essentially Elizabethan in language and spirit. And in its earlier version, it was perhaps the most influential published work in the Elizabethan era. Avid, they, uh, they avidly read Homer and Virgil. They also incorporated Celtic fairy lore into their magic, as evidenced in Shakespeare's The Tempest. And the Book of Oberon, a British magical grimoire from the period that has been dubbed Prospero's Book. Uh, let me read... Let me read what uh, Professor Chilliard has to say about the Tempest in uh, in his uh, in his book. The other work that demands attention here is the Tempest. With the general notion of order, Shakespeare was always concerned. With man's position on the chain of being between beast and angel, acutely during his tragic period, during his tragic period. But only in the Tempest does he seem to consider the chain itself. Here, indeed, man is distanced into a more generally cosmic setting. The heavens are actively alive. It was by providence divine that Prospero and Miranda survived the shipwreck in the boat. Destiny has this lower world as its instrument. The thunder proclaims Alonzo's guilt. Ariel, the spirit, and the other angelic powers, elves and demi-puppets, are all, according to W.C. Curry, in the orthodox tradition of the Renaissance Neoplatonists, who were the great exponents of the chain of being. Prospero is at the apex of humanity with his magic power, and his decision to spend what remains of his life in contemplation. Trinculo and Stefano are low on the scale of humanity. Caliban is largely bestial, a better log carrier than a man, and perhaps of cruder appetites. Strong, too, in fancy, in which, according to one Renaissance theory, beasts excelled man. Nor are the beasts forgotten. Prospero tells Ariel, his spirit, his groans from the that his groans from the pine tree prison did make wolves howl and penetrate the beasts of ever of ever angry bears. And I interject to explain that uh, when Prospero was shipwrecked on the island, he found his his familiar spirit, Ariel, imprisoned in a tree because a witch had previously a uh, witch had uh, had been on the island and had put poor Ariel, the spirit, in this in this tree, and so Prospero freed freed Ariel from the tree, being a magician, and 
and Ariel agreed to serve uh, Prospero ever since. The, the whole play is alive with the sense of creation. Flux and not blind to creation's limits. Caliban may hover between man and beast, yet in the end, he shows himself incapable incapable of the human power of education. Prospero, too, learns his own lesson. He cannot transcend the terms of his humanity. In the end, he acknowledges Caliban, this thing of dark, darkness, mine. Man, for all his strivings toward the angels, is never quite utterly uh, of the bestial and of Caliban within him. Yeah. And... Um, so let me continue. Edmund Spencer's epic poem, The Fairy Queen, written in honor, written to honor and extol Queen Elizabeth in the characters of Queen Regina and the heroic Lady Knight Britomart, went on to become the model for C.H. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien's heroic fantasies. However, it was John Milton's Paradise Lost that honored that honored Satan and Belial in an epic poem. But let, let, let us, before we get into that, uh, let us read let us read a, a poem by Edmund Spencer, the author of the Fairy Queen, uh, about about hermetic love. And this uh, this is this is this is a remarkable poem. The Hymn of Love by Edmund Spencer. The earth, the air, the water, and the fire then began to range themselves in huge array and with the contrary forces to conspire, each against other by all means they may. Threatening their own confusion and decay, Air hated the earth, and water hated fire, till love relented their rebellious ire. He then took, and tempering goodwill, their contrary dislikes and loved means, did place them all in order and compel to keep themselves within their sundry reins. Together link with adamantine chains, Yet so has that in every living weight. They mix themselves and show their kindly might. So ever since they firmly have remained and duly well observed his behest, through which now all these things are contained within this goodly cope, both most and least, their being have, and this, of course, is is uh, is tremendously hermetic, because, as I'm sure all of us are aware, that when when Empedocles or Empedocles uh, 
first created the, the four elements. Uh, well, Empedocles, if you please, and Empedocles, if you don't please. <laughs> right. But anyway, that old Greek, that old Greek up on uh, up on the uh, slopes of uh, Mount Vesuvius, he he was uh, he was uh, the the first one to develop the the theory of the elements, and uh, and uh, so Spencer, uh, you know, and and Empedocles said that everything in the whole universe is made up of of air, earth, fire, water, love, and strife, and so. Uh, Spencer, knowing that, wrote a wrote a uh, a peon on uh, on uh, love, holding the elements together. Uh, Spencer's epic poem, "The Fairy Queen," written to honor and extol Queen Elizabeth, in the characters of Queen Regina and the heroic Lady Knight Britomart, went on to become the model for C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien's heroic fantasies. However, it was John Milton's Paradise Lost that honored Satan and Belial, and in an epic poem that equated the fallen angels with pagan gods and became almost a grimoire in its own right. Paradise Lost is almost on a par with Dante's Divine Comedy, and both works could be included in what might be called a Christian Talmud or Hadith. Discovering and exploiting the fallen angels became the passion of Queen Elizabeth's astrologer, Dr. John Dee. To pursue his goal, he sought to obtain the fabled Book of Enoch, which was known to exist but remained hidden in Ethiopia until 1773. And, of course, this was back in the 1600s. Not deterred, he set out to conjure a book of Enoch of his own, and he succeeded. With the help of a psychic Edward Kelly over a period of five years, they created a veritable universe of elemental beings they called angels in a 30-dimension or aeon structure taken from the 2nd century Valentinian Gnostic Christians called the Aethers. These angels or governors of the Aethers were controlled by Kamea magic square-like tablets called watchtowers. They communicated and were invoked by a special language that had a syntax and a grammar and still generates psychological effects in modern times. Although it must be admitted that like any worthy art form, you get as much out of Enochian magic as you put into it. I will read the call of the 30 Aethers in English so that you can note the biblical style and implications. And then in Enochian, so that you can find out if it resonates with you. All right. Here we go in English. Oh, you heavens which dwell in the first air, are mighty in the parts of the earth, and execute the judgment of the highest. To you it is said, Behold the face of your God, 
the beginning of comfort, whose eyes are the brightness of the heavens, which provided you for the government of the earth and her unspeakable variety, furnishing you with the power of understanding to dispose all things according to the providence in the beginning of him that sitteth on the holy throne and rose up in the beginning is saying, the earth let her be governed by her parts, and let there be division in her, that the glory of her may be always drunken and vexed in itself. Her course, let it run with the heavens, and as a handmaid, let her serve them. One season let it confound another, and let there be no creature Upon or within her the same. All her members, let them differ in their qualities. And um, let there be no one creature equal with another. The reasonable creatures of earth, let them vex and weed out one another. And the dwelling places, let them forget their names. The work of men and his pomp, let them be defaced. His buildings, let them become caves for the beasts of the field. Confound her understanding with darkness, for why? It repenteth me that I made man. One while let her be known, and another while a stranger, because she is the pet of a harlot. And the dwelling place of him... That is fallen. O oh, you heavens arise, the lower heavens underneath you. Let them serve you. Govern those that govern. Cast down such as fall. Bring forth with those that increase and destroy the rotten. No place let it let it uh, remain in one number. Add, diminish until the stars be numbered. Arise, move, and appear before the covenant of his mouth, which he hath sworn unto us in his justice, open the mysteries of your creation, and make us partakers of the divine knowledge. Uh, that's, that's what it says in English. And here, here, here it is in Nokian. Madri Ashdas Brief Lilay Chis Mikole Sanir Kosago Opitis Balziza Siada Nokagolum Mikma Badawan Mad Eod Bilorb Sabahuna Chis to Victor's Brief Soul This Dabras Nosim Note Kosagi O Dalib Adelfat Damplos to at Nosif Jime Kazoma Lasid Tolgo for Marmiari Ido Ego Dozub Dolafo Koasogo Tabaord Sanir Old 
I said, please forgive me if I don't give John Milton equal time to John D. Milton thought that he was doing us a favor when he wrote Paradise Lost in English. The English professor at Faber College in the, in the movie Animal House to his students, personally, I find Milton boring. And I suspect Mrs. Milton found him boring, too. And uh, to that, I will add, perhaps he should have left Paradise Lost in Latin. But Latin is probably on the cultural Marxist chopping block, so perhaps we should uh, we should translate Paradise Lost into Enochian. They're, they're both in the same biblical style, and they are both Elizabethan. And uh, along that line, uh, I say that that uh, they are equally apocalyptic. And this is one of the things about Enochian. That, that, the call of the 38ers that we just read, that was the... Uh, that was the final call, you know. And there, there are 18 other calls, and they are all just as biblical as as the call of the 38ers. <laughs> the uh, Elizabethan period was not exactly what you would call romantic. It actually came before the romantic period um, in European or or uh, or in or English literature. That that the romantic period came it came actually a couple hundred years after the Elizabethan period. But but regardless of that, the Elizabethan period was remarkably romantic because you know uh, Spencer's Fairy Queen was uh, uh, this, this was supremely romantic, and it and it was also the uh, the, the inspiration, you know, uh, the model for for any number of romantic uh, uh, um, versions of versions of Mallory um, and. Uh, and a whole and a whole plethora uh, of, of 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 romantic epics that came later. But uh, one of the things that I would uh, would really uh, uh, recommend about the the Elizabethan period, aside from Shakespeare, along with Shakespeare, is the wonderful dramas of of. Uh, of uh, Christopher Marlowe, I mean, they, they these are tremendously romantic and, and exciting dramas. Uh, Elizabethan poetry and and uh, and Elizabethan uh, um, uh, uh, drama is just just a treasure a treasure for the. The English-speaking world and, and, and the whole world, and, and you know Shakespeare's works have been translated, uh, and translated into, into into French and, and German, and and and, and I, I think even even in Russian, they uh, and Shakespeare is is absolutely marvelous. And of course, the 
uh, aside from the uh, uh, from the the Tempest, Shakespeare, and the uh, astrology and and magic are all through Shakespeare. And uh, uh, one of the things that I would suggest, along with uh, along with reading uh, reading uh, Tilliard's book that uh, Warnock recommends, in order to get this hermetic mindset with the uh, you know the the humors and the elements and and uh, and all of the the, the hermetic uh, state of mind, in order to to, to help achieve this, I would very much suggest that uh, uh, to our listeners and also uh, in the auto, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, I think that Chris Warnock should add it to add it to his recommended reading list in order to in order to affect and and develop the hermetic state of mind. I think you should read. Uh, Franz Martin's initiation into Hermetics. Now, granted, Martin is a European, uh, and, and and he was writing he he was writing in German. This is his his, his book, Initiation into Hermetics, is designed to put you into the Hermetic mental state, and 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 this is the same Hermetic mental state that Tilliard is describing. In uh, the in the uh, Elizabethan world picture, and I think that that we should that we should also uh, we should also take another take another look at Milton. I, you know, uh, there, there, there there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good in Milton, and there's a lot of a lot of wisdom, but. Uh, The entire business of the fallen angels, the Book of Enoch, and and uh, and the Garden of Eden before the fall. This is all part of the Elizabethan, uh, the Elizabethan theology, the Elizabethan mind state, and uh, and so with that, with that we'll uh, we'll conclude and. Uh, and we'll uh, be back next week with another with another uh, uh, another dissertation on on the uh, on the Hermetic mysteries and and until then, good magic. FNM Bank celebrates 116 years of Christmas traditions, from gifting apples to first responders, serving clients waffle and gingerbread, decorating our office Christmas trees, to simply helping brighten the community. Merry Christmas from all of us at Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.